It is your daily dip for Sunday, August the 6th. This is a great day, and uh, it was a great day to celebrate Pastor Floyd and his 60th birthday, and it was just a great time of celebration. Uh, Mama Ellsworth did an amazing job preaching, and if you weren't there, go back, watch the service online. It is worth the watch. It was amazing. Today we're talking again about the H in AHA. Honesty. Honesty that brings healing. So most Christians understand and accept the importance of being honest, both with themselves, which we talked about yesterday, and with God. In 1 John, we see in the Bible, the Bible tells us that when we confess our sins to God, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all, all unrighteousness. The Bible also says that Jesus took the punishment we deserve upon himself when he died on the cross. Now, Jesus died for our sins, your sins, my sins, so that when I confess them, when we confess them to him, God forgives them. Usually we tell ourselves that it doesn't have to go any further than that. If I'm honest with myself and with God, that's enough. But understand, aha requires more. In James 5, 16, it speaks of confessing our sins to one another and praying for one another, that you may be healed. When we are honest with God about our sins, he forgives us. But when we are honest with others, we find healing. What does healing mean? Well, the practice of confessing our sins to one another holds us accountable and helps us find the encouragement that we need to break the cycle of our struggle. Now, when we take that, we have kept, well, we've kept in the dark and we, we drag it kicking and screaming into the light. That's when we find that it loses much of its power over us. And the healing James is talking about is more literal than you might even think. Check this out. A secular contemporary psychology book entitled Coping with Stress confirms that healing power of confession. The author claims that people who tend to keep secrets from have more physical and mental complaints. On average, the people who do not, including greater anxiety, depression, bodily symptoms, such as back pain and headaches, the initial embarrassment of confessing is frequently outweighed by the relief that comes with the verbalization of the darker secretive aspect of the self. In Proverbs 28, 13, it echoes 
these findings. And it says this, whoever conceals their sin does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. So how has the act of confessing your sins to others help you in the past? And are there any secret sins that you have been bottling up, unwilling to expose them to the light? That's today's message. If we look at the prodigal son, we see exactly that. We see that he just lived it, and man, he had to go home and confess it before his father and say, I have sinned against you and I have sinned against my family. So we look at 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, and it says, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and there is absolutely no darkness in him. If we say we have fellowship with him, and yet we walk in darkness, we are lying and are not practicing the truth. If we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, the son, cleanses us from all sins. If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Those are very um, just amazing verses in the Bible. And again, I read... James 5, 16, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. God, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you for this day. Lord, we just speak blessings over Pastor Floyd. Lord, thank you for blessing him with 60 years of life. And may you continue to bless him with many, many more years. We are so thankful to have a pastor that just loves us and that um, loves people, loves you, loves community. Father, we speak blessings over him and his family. We thank you. Bless our church, Lord. I know it's pastor's heart to see it grow. And I know that the time is coming because you're preparing the church. Lord, I just pray for anyone that's listening to this today that just needs your touch. And Father, I just pray that today, Holy Spirit, that you would stir up in them to just step out and to speak to someone about something that they might be dealing with or going through or struggling with. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would just be there with them. We thank you for your healing. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. And we thank you for your forgiveness. God, we just pray that today that you would just be with us, go with us, guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that today you have just...
an encounter with Jesus. I pray that you would just spend some time with him. Maybe before you go to bed tonight. Maybe before you put your head down on your pillow. May you just find some time to spend with him. Talk to him. Get into his word. And uh, maybe call someone and just pray with them and have them pray for you. It's so vital and it's so important to have accountability. And it's something that we all need. Love you guys. I pray a blessing over you. And uh, this has been your daily dip.